We are live on Instagram. Today we're going to be talking about... Today we're going to be talking with T. By Daniel, um, who is about to join us. Thank you guys for joining. We're just getting set up. Hello, April. So T. By Daniel is going to be joining us in a moment. Yo, 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 yo. Here, All right. Um, What's today, going on, Daniel? It's it's going good. It's going. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Doing good, man. Okay. Just have to clean up. Sorry, yeah. I'm late. I see that. I see that. Get all the right. hair all done. We're gonna. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Well, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't really have to yeah. wear your hair. So exactly. You know, I don't normally wear uh, dress shirts, but I figured since we're on live. Let's do it. Um, exactly. So obviously, we're going to have a bit of a conversation about entrepreneurship. Uh, we've talked about this tons before. Everyone can go check out our, our old videos <laughs> from a couple of years ago as well. Um, yeah. But our, our main goal for today is to see if we can help people out because there's a ton of challenges, obviously, that entrepreneurs are facing right now. Um, right. The world is the world is everyone's facing challenges. Crazy. But businesses, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So we had a few questions that uh, came in, and we can definitely dive in on those to get started. But Daniel, why don't you give a little bit of an intro as to what your background is? Yeah, for sure. So hello, everybody that's joined us so far. And Daniel, thank you for having me. Um, so um, for those who don't know me, I'm Daniel, uh, co-founder of Tea by Daniel. And Tea by Daniel is a modern tea company. We specialize in selling loose leaf teas. And it's funny because we're actually in the midst of a rebrand, which I'll explain later on. Um, but we sell loose leaf teas in a very exciting way. Uh, and the, the core of our company, the mission of our company, what we stand for is we use tea as a tool to impact people's lives in a positive way. That's my main role. Also an author, speaker, um, yeah. motivator, fun guy. Yeah. Amazing. Cool guy, definitely. Cool guy, yeah. <laughs> um, so amazing, yeah. So obviously, I run now Creative Group. As you know, we got to work together on the T by Daniel store that you had in Ramble yeah. City Center, um, and we've done all kinds of you know events and stuff together, speaking together. So um, what's what's awesome is how much I think that you care about the entrepreneurial community and you know helping people out, right? So yeah, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually. If you want to give an update on your situation now as to what you guys are doing for business and, and the fact that you don't actually have a storefront now, this is a very good timing for you guys to not have a yeah. storefront. <laughs> you could imagine that me and Ren are probably like, like we, uh, <laughs> we made the decision last year to, to phase out the retail uh, for several reasons, personal and for business. We were just kind of looking at the trend and it, it looked like retail was starting to lose steam is what it looked like to us. And it just didn't seem like a safe space to expand brick and mortar at that time. Right. Um, so with that and a few other reasons, like having children, we're like, you know what, I think let's phase out, let's build our online presence, let's work from home. So we've been doing this for a little while now. Yes. And um, it, it really worked out because as soon as we did make that move, we did see retail 
um, take a decline with a lot of big brands and small companies uh, doing the same thing. Um, you're even seeing Starbucks's, you know, relocate and close down and stuff like that. So we really felt that the timing was good. And what it did for us is put us in a, a position um, almost a year now to start repositioning the company for growth on uh, on our e-commerce platform. So we made an international to expand and we're just really getting all of those plans started now, shortening our, our product line and focusing on just a different quality and a different um, different kind of brand um, vision. So it kind of mm -hmm. gave you an opportunity to re rethink things and obviously yeah. come on now with, you know, uh, I was at the, the Tea Expo, um, when was that? Last month or something? Or maybe, yeah, beginning of February, early February. And yeah, and, and it was really cool to see kind of the new approach that Tea by Daniel's taking with these new products and kind of a different different vibe altogether, right? Yeah, and really important, Daniel's, I think that time that we took since last year is kind of the same opportunity that everybody's getting right now to kind yeah. of stop just stop the hustle and bustle and properly, we call it pivot, and properly position the brand. So I was in tea for eight years, <clears throat> but I never had my certificate. Right. Stopping the store gave me that time to go get my education, like formally in tea, get my certificate, get a new vision in mind, and now we already started rolling that out. I'm right. seeing the same opportunity through this COVID-19 outbreak that people could stay home, and, and stop the hustle and bustle and, and pivot and really reposition for, for um, you know, a more successful venture going forward. For sure. It's, it's, you know, with entrepreneurship, I know you and I have talked in the past about being go, go, go nonstop all the time. Yeah. You don't really have a chance to actually no. you know, look at new options and think ahead. So this is definitely from that perspective, um, you know, I know a lot of businesses are really hurting right now, but it is a blessing yeah. to blessing in disguise where we can kind of rethink a few things. So um, my team at Now Creative Group, um, shout out to April. She's obviously on here. She was uh, Hi, April. <laughs> she was wondering why did, we didn't start right exactly at two. But uh, <laughs> what we've been doing, is we've obviously been working remotely as well. And so, yeah. um, you know, we're able to be um, flexible and nimble and we're able to adapt. And already before this even happened, you know, we have a lot of freelancers and collaborators that we work with, other agency partners. I see Tony is in the chat as well. Oh, a second Tony mm -hmm. just joined. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so from that perspective, you know, we're able to work remote. It's it's nice to have a space. You know, we, we spent about a year actually branding and designing and helping to build a coworking yeah. space with one of our clients. Um, mm -hmm. But at this point, we're, we're totally able to kind of work remotely and independent. So it's not as much of a culture shock. Right? Yeah, I was going to say that, like for you, for the type of business you do, how you work with your clients. Yes, I mean, we're feeling the implications of it, but does it feel, does the work day feel that different for you right now going through this situation? Yeah. Would you so say? The, work, the work itself is, is the same, but the work day does feel different, at <laughs> least for me, because it's not so much about going to the office, but it's about going to meetings, going to conferences, going to events, like, you know, yeah. catching up, over, like going to Starbucks and meeting up with other entrepreneurs. And as you know, like, uh, I've, I've, I've been doing that since I first started now and, and yeah. I get a ton of um, energy from that, right? It's, it's exhausting mm -hmm. to drive around everywhere all the time, but it also gives you energy too. So yeah, um, sure. this is giving us a chance to connect more, you know, more thoughtfully and, you know, schedule Zoom calls, schedule, participate in these Facebook lives. 
I right. saw Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who a lot of people here might know. Gary V does, you know, crazy. Um, he runs like a thousand person agency and, and does a ton of other startups. But he's working for the first time ever fully remote at home. And this is someone wow. who's used to being like, out go, of his go, house. Go. 18 yeah. hours a day, he's out of his house, right? So wow. for him, he's doing like a daily um, Facebook uh, live, basically, right? And wow. I think I, I think I shared it on Twitter once, but he's doing like a tea with Gary V, which is definitely something you should hit him up about. Yeah, like, <laughs> thank you for sending that. I got on that. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Very so cool. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into a couple of questions that we got here. So yeah, um, one of the questions for you is, um, what lessons have you learned in difficult <laughs> situations, or uh, if you ever hit rock bottom, what's a lesson that you learned? Great question. Um, and, you know, I think there are so many versions of rock bottom uh, in the entrepreneurial life. Like there's, there's almost a daily rock bottom, a weekly rock bottom, you know, like, yeah, you always kind of bump into those walls and, the, um, you know, find those challenges. Like right now um, with my speaking business, like right, right. I got like the jab, punch, uppercut, you know, <laughs> it, feels, it feels like a rock bottom. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> there's always something to learn. And I know, Daniel, you're probably tired of hearing me say this because you've heard me say it so many times. But when I talk about um, setbacks, you know, and, and my whole slingshot theory, slingshot. Yes. you got it. This is what this is. I, when you hit rock bottom, you know, I, I like to take this perspective called the slingshot theory where in my dad posed this to me. You know, if you, if you don't go through setbacks in life, if you don't, hit rock bottom and everything's just smooth in your business, in your life, in your journey. Um, you're not really equipped to, to go further um, or to take the next step uh, in life or in business. But when you do go through setbacks, you know, if you picture like an elastic band, you're setback, you're setback. So rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. When you go to take the next step based on what you've learned and going through those experiences, you go farther ahead. So every time I've been at rock bottom, I'm like, even right now, like right now, thinking about my speaking business, it's a great time to learn new skills. You know, how do I build this business or better my craft or reposition myself in this position right now? So I always look to gain something to propel me farther ahead. Makes sense. We got Andrew here who was also involved in a bit of the design. For Andrew, yes. <laughs> the whole creative um, team. Awesome. So... Yes, that, that's definitely true. There's, um, I guess April commented too, like the daily rock bottom thing is, is real because there's always something that's going to get, there's always, um, there's always a curveball, right? That comes up. Um, yeah. This one obviously is, is putting a bigger challenge to a lot of people whose business models actually rely on having a physical, you know, place yeah. to be, right? Um, or events, as you mentioned, speaking gigs, speaking income is, is massive. We had a huge, huge. event that we're um, promoting for uh, with, with Richard Branson um, that I mentioned oh. as well. And that was, that's literally supposed to be this week. It's supposed to be um, tomorrow, like April 1st, right? So oh, I felt that one for you. <laughs> yeah, so that's a massive thing, right? So that totally has to be rescheduled. And obviously every other event 
you know, it, it's a, it's going to have a huge effect because there's all these other things that are going to have to keep on being rebooked and rebooked. Um, but cool. It's, it's about adapting, right? hundred percent. hundred percent. So the next question we have is, uh, how do you best position yourself as an expert or as a specialist? So I'll turn that yeah. question to you from, from the beginning of tea by Daniel, how, you know, you were just someone who was interested and passionate about tea. How did you turn right. yourself into an expert? So when I saw this question, I think it was um, a friend of mine, Jack, Jackie, Jacqueline. Um, she yeah. posed this question. When I saw it, I actually got into a full conversation with Renata about it because I think it's an amazing question. How do you carve yourself out as an expert in anything? And for me, I think that's a two-part answer. The first part is when you think about an expert in anything, it's not that they're that much better than anybody else in their field, in their craft. You know, it's not that there's a huge gap between them and everyone else in what they do, but where there is a gap, a very noticeable gap and an expert and just somebody who does it is it's in the details. It's in the right. details. Right. So for instance, they just focus care and are more passionate about the small details. So um, we were just looking at, um, we follow the account, the Instagram account of the song producer who made the soundtrack for the Black Panther movie. And he's like an award-winning song producer. Uh, and he has amazing hair. It's like long. He's just a cool guy. But they were talking about how he went to get the soundtrack and make the music for Black Panther. He, knew, he never really knew anything about African music. So he jumped on the plane, went to Africa. He went on like to every village, um, studying the music, learning from the people, learning the culture. Then he um, teamed up with an African artist and went on tour with him just to see how people vibe to African music and stuff. That's detail. Right. As opposed to somebody who says, oh, yeah, Africans just, you know, use a lot of drums. So you're going to have somebody who just goes with what they think yeah. as opposed to somebody who goes in and does that in-depth research. And for us at T by Daniel, what we wanted to become experts at, at was customer service which people felt, yeah. Yeah. right? So at our team meetings, we weren't talking about what other companies would talk about, like, you know, like, so let's focus on the customers and make it great for them. We were studying the founder, the founder movie, you know, when they're at the tennis yeah. court, you know, yeah. how we can move, you know, in a way that's fluid. We studied the movie Pele, how the soccer team was kicking the ball around the hotel, how the team moved together. We're just more detailed. And I think that's step one to becoming an expert. And step two, I'll keep a shorter answer, for step two, branding. Do the details, <laughs> do the work, but you have to brand yourself as an expert. And when, if we believe it, if we see you've done the work, then it's all about branding. It's like the guy who pours the salt on the meat. Like, that's marketing. Like, it's just branding. You've got to sell us that image that you're an expert. Putting out videos like master classes and stuff like that. It's It's... It's perspective, right? So, yes. Details and branding. Those are the two. Those are the two ways that you can not only you know launch and stand out, but it's also how you're going to compete in a super crowded marketplace. Because yeah. you know, with any business, whether it's tea or marketing, like I'm in or speaking, like it's insanely crowded, right? So yeah. you have to have those two things. Not only the differentiating factor, but the way to brand it and communicate it, because 
people have no idea, right? You could be, yeah. you could be amazing. You could be the most creative company in the world. But if you're not positioning yourself that way, people don't realize. And a lot of people think about right. branding after, right? They think about it, you know, a year in once they've got their product ready. But who's going to buy that product in the meantime to actually support you, right? Um, Just to add to something, Daniel, it's like even for yourself, you're a marketing agency and we love your work personally. Like we're fans of your work. That's why, you know, you designed our store and, <laughs> and a bunch of stuff for us. Thank you. But when I even went to your studio and the studio places that you've set up, even the way you have the plants and the books and the like a candle and the way you have your own place set out, it's those details that are like, okay, like these guys don't just, you know, do this for clients. It's right. in everything that they do. It's easier for me to see you as an expert um, when you're like living, breathing it in everything that you do. Like cool. even your setup right now, that like that light right there. And it's just, <laughs> it just, you know, it just, it looks it's 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 all that's what makes an expert to me you know Thank you. yes and uh amina yes to answer your question this is my my home office now that i set up but yeah i have i have everything like the the posters mugs it's all here got my you know inspiration <laughs> um but it's true you got to surround yourself with with that environment right and a lot of people if you don't have an office or a storefront you can still create that your brand to create it around you, right? It's it's what you it's what you wear, it's how you feel, right? So all right, cool. Um we're gonna we're gonna jump on to um another question here, which is what's the best financial advice uh in times like these for small businesses? Obviously, I'm not a financial expert. I don't know if you have financial uh backing or experts, but um <laughs> not an expert, but what would you what would you share? Um, are we talking about the business generating income or just first personal finances? Like, so for small business in, in tough times like this, what was the kind of financial advice? And that's what the, they're asking. Right. Oh, um, well, I'm no expert in finances, but yeah. one of the, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, cheers. One, yeah, cheers. There we go. <laughs> one of the, um, the little things that I've been doing is, which I started a little bit before this, but I'm definitely doing now is I'm not spending a lot of money on products and inventory. Instead, I'm using this time to educate. Right. Um, because I, 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 it's something where it's like, we don't even get this much time to give information about our products, our services and our company and our beliefs as a company because we're so busy on the day-to-day -day when things are normal with the commerce with this the exchange the transaction because we need you know business to stay afloat so during these times where everyone's feeling it and it's more understandable even to banks and the you know the institutions that you have to deal with as a business since we're all getting hit you could kind of like you know obviously we still have our lives to live but you could put the brakes on a little bit and start to enhance some of the things like information. Like I'm using this time to really inform all the content that I'm getting prepared to launch is all informative health benefits of tea. Um, some of the immunity benefits that can help in a time like this tea origin, you know, we're using this time to educate our customers in turn. I think that's going to bring in more finances when things normalize. So I don't think it's more about, you know, how to earn. 
It's more how to educate to earn in the future. That's one of the methods. Um, and the other things is don't spend, period. Exactly. Like if you don't need to, you know. Um, I was just going to say that. This is not a time to start putting money out there, you for know. Us, Be more yeah, reserved. Totally. For us, like number one thing that we did and, and a lot of people in our community and are going through this too is we're immediately looking through that list of what are our recurring expenses, what can we cut out, right? What do we yep. actually need right now? Um, are there some subscriptions, some random online services that we're paying for that we don't need? Are there things that we are memberships we won't be able to use right now? Yeah. Um, like what are those immediate things we can cut out? I know I'm saving money on my, my vehicle. Obviously I'm not driving, yeah. I'm not putting any gas in the vehicle. Um, but we do have someone who, you know, has a financial business here who's, uh, able to give us a little bit of a comment here. So Tony says to create a two week, four week and two month budget and know your burn rate as a business, right? You have to know how much you're actually spending per month, whether you're working or not, right? Uh, right. And do not stop spending on what matters most. So I think that's really important. If it's going to negatively affect your, your team or your business, your quality, you know, don't cut that out. That's, that's going to really, you know, have a negative effect. So um, awesome advice there. And Great then, advice. Uh, you were you were talking, uh, Daniel, about putting out you know information and content, yeah, and resources. And Nav commented here saying, you know, information sharing and gathering is crucial right now. It's a great way to prep for the future. And I I totally agree. Now is the time to do research, market research. What could you optimize? What does the market really need? Obviously, there's going to be some pivoting involved, but now is the time to for us to really look into like how we can be more effective with our services, right? I think what um, a lot of people, and hopefully this is helpful for people who are just starting out in business or in early stages, a lot of what people see and call success in business was months or sometimes years of planting and seeding. Right. And again, what this outbreak is kind of giving us an opportunity to do is plant and seed having conversations like these like how often daniel like as much as we would love to connect how often yep. can we just jump on this and you know like the daniel and daniel show very informative yes. i point so many people that way we have to pause because business just keeps you know it keeps you moving this is a time where you can let customers know all different aspects about your products and your services and how it could benefit them in the long run or even now, it's a great time to do that. Um, kind of as a to add to this with finance, since we're on the topic of finances, it's a great time for me to explain a huge financial um, decision we made regarding the Lion Chai. Now, a lot of people, like we just announced that we're not carrying, this was, but for those who don't know, this is pretty much our top product for the last their six, seven their years. Signature, yeah, their signature drink, their original, yes. I just bought the. But, I just bought a bag of it. Literally. You bought it, yeah. I saw your order come yeah. in. Um, so a lot of people are asking, why did you cut the lion? Like, what? How could you cut the lion? So a few things as a financial decision. The lion, as a, a pre-made chai mix, was very in high demand when we had a storefront, because that's what people would come and get, you know, a cup to go. But last year we got rid of the storefront. Obviously, there was a decline in the usage of the lion people still order it a lot but not as much as cups to go yeah yeah and it doesn't get produced here it's produced in india so when we think about this heavy inventory which is very expensive yeah not getting used as fast 
we have to make a, a just a mature decision. Like we can't keep producing this in India and buying kilos and thousands of kilos of this thing that's right. not getting used as fast. We're gonna have old inventory, and so you start to see the financial complications with this product. As much as it hurts, you got to give it the axe sometimes. Right. It creates more room for new product, new product innovation, and it puts more money back into your budget and into your pocket. So, you know, it hurts, but sometimes you got to make those difficult changes, uh, especially in these financial times. For sure, and and the the ability for you guys to make that decision quickly is also really important too. As entrepreneurs, we have the we have not only the ability to make quick decisions. We don't have to go through ten levels of approvals and submit applications. Yeah. We can make the decision. We can act on it. And as an entrepreneur in these times, it's really important to act on those things right away, because there are some yeah. things that you just have to make the call, and it's going to save you a ton of time or money or even just risk at this point, right? Because you know, yeah. with a lot of businesses, margins are getting tighter, and there's there's no room to to risk and wait around for something bad to happen, yeah. right? Um, the, the, sorry, uh, Sherry. Yeah, no more lying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so another, another, uh, thing that just came up today. So there's actually a call for small businesses in Brampton that was hosted by, um, the city of Brampton. The mayor was on the call, the board of trade was on the call. And it was really interesting to see a lot of these questions come up because the number one concern is, you know, financial support, financial incentives. What can we get? Now the government right. is offering some some programs, and if anyone does need those resources, I can point you in the direction. Um, but the biggest challenge was honestly was the rent. And right now, you know, landlords are not giving up. Uh, they're not saying they're not you know just automatically saying sure you can have your space for free. Yeah. And you know, right now that hasn't caught up. Right. There's been other. Uh, there's there's wage <clears throat> incentives where you can get money to compensate your team and your staff. There's other things that are in place for employment, but there's not necessarily that infrastructure. So what do you do? You have to start immediately thinking of how can I immediately switch to online revenue to try to recoup some of this? What else can you do, right? So anyways, that's just a big it's hard on the, on the financial question that we did have. Um, yeah. Okay, next question is, uh, if you could go back in time, what year would you travel to? I don't know who asked this question, but it's pretty Yeah, it was a great question. So one of my followers asked this question. It was a really um, I was going to – I decided to maybe go at it personally rather than just business because, um, I mean, there's so many different milestones in business that I would go back to, like serving right. prints or opening the first location. Like, there's so many. But just as um, there's a life moment, that I love to go back to that I think changed even how I view business. And it, it's so random. And after this, sorry, Daniel, maybe we can um, scroll up after this just to see what some comments yep. are saying, because I'm seeing a lot of people comment. Yep. Um, yep. It was about two years ago, two, three years ago. And Renata, myself, and we had our first, we only had one child at that time, um, Jacob. We took a random trip out to Boston. And I'm not sure why. I, like, it wasn't business. It was just, I think, just like a, a getaway or something like that. And leave it to me to do the bookings, and you're going to find yourself in the worst hotel in some remote place. <laughs> and um, that's what happened. I, I booked us, like, if downtown Boston was here, we were, like, basically in, like, 
just very far, like Collingwood, you know? Yeah. And it was just, we got there, you know, me and Ren were both like, ah, oh, you know, the, the weather was kind of windy, rainy. So we got to this hotel, we're so far, and we decided to just kind of try and make the best of it, you know, make it fun for Jacob. He was like three. And we took a little drive uh, at some little plaza malls, kind of like Trinity Common. Went, got some food, and then we, we went around the corner and found a little baseball park. And so it was me, Ren, and Jacob on this baseball park. And we just started throwing the fizz, frisbee, and he was running and, and grabbing it. And it's like both Ren and myself just got this, like, boom, like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is what life is really all about. Like, we were having so much fun. Jacob was, like, laughing, running. And we just looked at, you know, like our, our son. We looked at each other. We looked at this park. And we're like, we could stay here and complain about the weather, complain about the hotel, complain about the distance from downtown, you know, Boston, complain about so many things. Or we can just change our perspective and just enjoy the moment with our family, with the food, with the weather that we're given. And I'm telling you, there's something about that trip Daniel, after, after that moment, it changed things for me. Like, I appreciate family and small moments and humble beginnings and just the small little celebrations about life. So I'm not really looking for big things. Big things may happen, and I'll soak yeah. it up for what it's worth. But right. that Boston experience, which was just a random day, um, I, I just love it. And to end that, it kind of reminds me of this song, which you have to go check out, called Tuesday by Jake Scott. It's about marriage. And it's like, it's not just about the picture perfect um, dancing in a white dress. And it's not about the rainy days and stuff. It's about the Tuesdays, the random Tuesdays. That's what real love is about. So before we all get teary-eyed here and everything, that's really, you know, it was a, it was a life-changing experience for me that that's amazing so yeah so you wouldn't go back to like the most exciting time it's not like you're so no. it's not like you know like mm. your your 18th birthday or when you got your first car it's like that moment that really gets you to appreciate what life is actually about right the standstill yeah what about for you for me um like i don't know if it, if i would go back to do something to actually change something or not but like from the early days of starting my business, I put a lot of time into specifically focusing on serving the clients. And right. I was essentially just like a middle person managing, you know, working from the clients and passing it on to my team. And I didn't actually look into at all building the structure of the business. It was just, I was almost acting, I had come from being a freelance designer, right? So right. that would be a time for me where I would capitalize a lot more on learning how to build a structure of the business. Right. And yeah. from there I could build in, you know, alternate, you know, alternate revenue streams or maybe mm -hmm. really refine my role. Cause of course, when you do start, you're doing everything, right? Like you're in yeah. the basement packaging the tea, you're doing the shipments, you have every aspect of your business, right? But yeah. eventually you can move to a place where you know what your focus is and what your real skill set is. Yeah. And if I could own that earlier on, that would be awesome, right? I agree um, with that. <laughs> yeah. now, Same. And, and, and I will say, just because now we're grounded, we can't go anywhere, um, travel would be, I would definitely go back to a time where I could travel because um, yeah. those trips are always the most inspiring for me, no matter where I go. Um, love right. going to New York. They're, they're being hit super hard right now, but 
anytime I'm, I'm traveling, I get all kinds of ideas because you have that different perspective. And it's kind of what right, you, you see something different. It's, it's a perspective. And you see how people are interacting in the, with these different environments and different brands and different situations. And you can solve those problems. You can come up with solutions on your own. Right. So, 100%. Um, I did. Uh, I did pin a comment here from uh, from Anthony. It wasn't a question, but he's. You know, we got to think positively here, right? So he's talking about how a lot of companies are actually doing well right now, and some businesses are thriving. It's not everyone that's you know failing and laying everyone off and going out of business. So um, you know, definitely we need that positivity. He's saying not to get pulled into the fear mentality which is definitely right. overwhelming everyone. I mean, CNN is on in, you know, at my house all the time. I'm constantly seeing these alerts on Twitter. Um, and, I, and I was actually in a Facebook live chat the other day in a group and, and they said to disable, like on Twitter, for example, you can, you can hide certain keywords. And they were literally saying like, take out COVID-19 from your search and see what comes up in your timeline automatically. It's, infinitely more positive right so yeah. um, if, if we could if we could shift our mentality and and maybe from a business perspective as as um anthony's mentioning here go on the offensive so like what can we bring to the table that's new what can we develop right what can we yeah. uh, how can we change our current model and you know right before this chat amina messaged me and said she has a business idea like that can mm -hmm. happen because of yeah. so it's like Mina, I haven't read your text yet, but I, I saw the notification on my computer and that's the exciting stuff. I think we should all um, capitalize on that and, and take this time we have, like, I'm, you know, I'm filling up my, my notebook with all kinds of things, all nice. kinds of ideas, um, you know, have those, have those things going. Very right. cool. The last question that we have, which is which was submitted beforehand. So if anyone else has a question, feel free to ask it um, in the chat, or there's even a questions feature on here um, as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know how to get it as a viewer, but I do see here that there's a way you can um, receive questions that people submit. This last question here is about staying home. So what is it like for you personally? I would love to know, Daniel, um, for yeah. someone who's normally out all day, every day, um, you know, I'll answer as well. But for you, uh, how are you coping with that? And, and how is it like for you? Uh, so it's funny because, so I've been working from home, well, from home for the last year. Well, I really like to go to cafes. That's where I really thrive, just finding a different cafe. Um, I think I like to work at home, but not under these conditions. So... <laughs> You don't want to feel I find that the crazies, yeah, the crazies happen a lot. Right. Um, because, you know, I have kids and there's places I can go to just kind of level out, you know, just I like to walk through square one or go to a cafe and, mm -hmm. you know, because we don't have those places to kind of after the day's been long level out, it's tough. It's, 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 it's tough to stay motivated or stay focused when you're just home. Um, so I'm, it's pretty challenging. Um, but at the same time, what I'm doing is I'm trying to do the reverse. I typically, in a regular normal workday, I work a lot. I'm always learning. I'm reading. I'm always, you know, applying myself. 
So what I'm trying to do now is relax, is catch up on sleep, family yeah. time. I just started watching The Mandalorian, which is amazing, <laughs> right? This these awesome. are things that I Yeah, it's like it's addictive. Um these are things I don't typically do. I'm enjoying a lot of tea like personally, which believe it or not, I don't get to do, <laughs> you know. So I'm trying to take this time to do the things that I'm working hard to attain, which is relax and enjoy family and have conversations and cook. I just um got all these spices uh yesterday. I went to Bulk Barn to get all these spices and I'm coming up with a new chai to replace the lion. Stay tuned. Um so I'm just staying creative and I like that part of it but it, it it's hard it's it's difficult to stay grounded um under these circumstances for sure I yeah I I totally agree it has it has a it takes a toll on your actual mental state and how you're how you're thinking and for me I just like you I thrive by going from cafe to cafe um yeah. you know finding a creative environment I like the hustle and bustle around me I love you know being able to like dive in on something and then just switch locations go somewhere else if i need yeah, to yeah love that um yeah so that 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 definitely has an impact so for me it's like really getting down to forcing myself to focus on building some stuff and right. i'll say two things on that one is that yes we have a time to create our own materials our own resources our own videos that we wouldn't have filmed we wouldn't be doing this facebook live if this pandemic hadn't happened right so yeah. <laughs> i'm thinking of ways tomorrow at 1 p.m. uh i'm doing a webinar on about podcasting and content marketing with another agency and another business as well so it's like these things are coming up because of the situation we're in so right. it, i mean it doesn't take the place of being able to go out and have these meetings and conferences and stuff there's that but the second thing is um that we need to remind ourselves that we we are in a different state of mind right now we don't have to be as productive and as uh, on point as we would have normally been now yeah to say like does that mean it's the new state all for like permanently no no but i <laughs> that we can take time to adjust or i don't know if you agree yeah. with that yeah i think it's really important to to take that time because a lot of stuff is happening right now out there yeah and when would you ever get this time to rejuvenate right like it's important it's really important cutting out commute times i know is a big thing for a lot of people um from some of the discussions i've been having um because commuting takes up you know anywhere from 1 to 3 hours a day for people and mm -hmm. you now have the time to read to do yoga to stretch to see your family to do whatever it is yeah. that that you could do right um okay so we have one question here that i put on the screen i don't know if you can see it as well yeah how do you think covid-19 will change business for the better in the future so yeah. i would say post you know covid-19 quarantine yeah. state um that's a really great question uh, very good you, what do you think man i think so awesome question and i think there's going to be a lot of ways that this covid-19 changes business for the better and i think the main thing is going to be <coughs> excuse me people are going to connect the dots a lot easier when it comes to how the world works how business works and the relevance of i mean even your local coffee shop right because right. when you can't go to it you start to understand that i really enjoy that that was a great place for me the gym right um your tea retailer is going to have more significance who's been saying you know these teas are good for your body good for your health um you know people who sell different foods and you know your marketing company who's 
putting plans together for you. Like, I think people are going to be able to see the relevance uh, in everybody a lot more clear. When you're just in the hustle and bustle of life, you, you sometimes don't see how important the grocery clerk is, right? Or, or how important your local barista is. But when you can't see people or when you can't get, um, um, you start to understand like, okay, you know, uh, these are luxuries. And I think that's what's going to make people, um, you know, appreciate it a lot more. For sure. I will, I will definitely be able to appreciate um, those in-person experiences, like literally as simple as going to a cafe. Um, I... I don't get to spend as much time checking out small businesses. There's actually a bunch of Instagram accounts that, you know, I will always, you know, follow and save and send to people because these are places that we want to go check out, but right. we didn't take advantage of that. Right. We didn't have a chance. Maybe it wasn't on our daily commute or maybe it wasn't open at the right time, but yeah. like post this, I for sure think that people will, will get out. They'll explore more. 100%. They'll go on more outings. They'll take their family more places. They won't just, you know, hang around at home and waste the day not that you know yeah. you can't have those recovery days at home um but when you've been home for months on end at a time yeah. you definitely <laughs> want to go out. um absolutely and i think it will it will also make people a bit more compassionate i think businesses will think about the end consumer more and look about like what are they actually going through how does this fit into yeah. life and and i think that's a big thing that people aren't thinking there's some there's some businesses that still haven't they haven't caught on yet they're putting their service out there. Everything's the same, same price, same method. And they're just saying, take it or leave it, right? And I think yeah. they haven't adjusted yet to this new mentality, this new community that we're actually, that we're building right now because we're all in this situation. Mm -hmm. Also to add to that too, how I think it will change business for the better is on the, on the side of the business owners and the entrepreneurs. Because like for me, when I look at my, my speaking business, to know that such a, a weighty financial, um, like part like of my life percentage, is, yeah, right, like yeah. is so hit when I can't go speak somewhere, helps me to change the way I do business. Like maybe I gotta diversify, start using things like webinars and online conferences yeah. and stuff like that, which I would have never looked at before because I I like the stage, I like people yeah. and stuff like that, but now I'm like, okay. I even um, thought maybe I should diversify my speaking business to not just be me, you know, maybe have other speakers and people who could, so there's an online sector and maybe become an agency instead. So it's not just mine because right. Take me out the way. Like Kevin O'Leary always says this on dragon's den. Like if you are the business and you get hit by a bus, then, yeah, yeah. you know, and I yeah. think that's showing, it's showing, um, you know, us as business owners a lot right now you know even um the product like my teas um people are i think have these stereotypes that all tea comes from china you know so you'll see a a decrease there during this whole uh, incident unfortunately so, so supply chains will, will change for exactly. sure people will start manufacturing things locally if they yep. can i think we'll see that yeah um that's awesome and i think there'll be new like we're gonna well, we're definitely seeing a few that are excelling. So a few businesses that are excelling, as you mentioned, webinars, um, Zoom, 
Zoom stock has like gone through the roof because of this. I can imagine. <laughs> Uh, and there's a few other ones that are that are out there that are just for workplaces that are different solutions that people, you know, they could use them, but they haven't thought about them until now. Yeah. And and now is the time for those. And I think that will change for the better, because guess what? Maybe that maybe your employer no longer needs you to come five days a week. Maybe your employer now mm-hmm. understands that, you know what, my my it's team. Happen, yeah. yeah, my team can be this much happier and this much more productive if we come in three days a week, for example. Um, right. and I, so I think to, to answer this question, I think that's how business will change for the better. It'll become more consumer focused and also uh, more team focused. April commented, April commented about transparency, right? That's definitely something that we're seeing. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. Yeah, we're seeing how these businesses are responding, how they're reacting, right? We get to see what, what they're thinking and people are being more transparent. Um, about what they're doing, what they're up to. Also, authenticity. You now get to see people, I'll bring up Gary Vee again, who's normally surrounded by a team of like 10 to 20 people on Team Gary Vee that are helping him with his live stream and his video production. He is now just him in a, in a room at home. <laughs> so yeah. he, he's learning, like, he's bec- like, not that he's already, he's already a very authentic guy. But yeah. as, as he's audience, exercising those skills. Yeah, and as an audience, we get to see the authenticity. We get to see him texting his team saying, guys, like this thing is not working. Please figure this part out. Or, you know, <laughs> and like the other day he was doing an Instagram live and it stopped working like two or three times, right? And there's that transparency side of like, okay, you know what? These are real people. We can understand um, how they work and we can be more um, empathetic, I guess, towards other businesses too. Even towards, um, I was reading and I'm watching this video on, you know, like large corporations, um, they want an answer, especially in the U.S., for their taxes. Like right, we pay right. heavy taxes. If the taxes aren't able to bring the supplies and the help we need in times of crisis, why are we paying it? I think a lot of processes and operations are going to get refined because everybody has to answer right now. You yeah. know, yeah, it's <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I will. I will add. Um, like I said, I'll remind people that if you do have questions about the funding that's available through the government, shoot me a message after this and I'll send you some of the links. Um, but that is a thing, like to your point, that people will have to uh, reconsider how they're actually going about their business, how they're structuring their business. You know, how, how are things going to work where they are now answering to different funders and different levels of government because they need that support, right? right. Um, we had a comment here about the global recession and how it will impact impact the price of homes. Uh, I don't know too much about that, but I, I have been doing some research. And as of now, like, for example, in the GTA, the, the prices have not gone down at all. In fact, some are, are rising, um, right. but it's still within the same month, really, of this whole thing going down. So we'll see in a couple of months. Um, but the real estate market in the GTA is still very, very strong. One thing that yep. is getting messed up on the real estate standpoint, which I think I find it very interesting, is Airbnb. So there is a diagram, there's a map I saw today about Airbnbs in downtown Toronto and how many of them are, first of all, they're all vacant, right? No one's booking at all on Airbnb. No one's traveling. No one's leaving their house. So many people have rented other people's condos to then Airbnb them out. And those are the people that are taking massive... As an investment. Yeah, it's definitely a bad investment and 
you know, those do stretch the rules because technically, you know, in uh, Toronto, you're not even supposed to be Airbnb. A lot of these condos, not even, uh, it's like, again, some of the bylaws and the building laws. Yeah. Um, but that's something where pe real estate is just being totally flipped, right? Maybe, Daniel, you'll be able to find storefronts for, you know, yeah. a, quarter of the, a quarter of the price. Then I know. I'll still stay away. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. I still stay away. <laughs> you still stay away. Um, but mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my comment on real estate. Um, yeah. I'm going to put up the next question here. Sure. So it's from the, the awesome uh, nonprofit people, uh, nonprofit group, the youth-led group from Stay Woke. So they were one of the people that pitched at the Access Pitch this year. Um, mm -hmm. So they're asking for tips on how to keep your team motivated despite feeling so much uncertainty of what's next to come. That is a very, very, very good question. Um, so Daniel, do you wanna, do you have any comments on that? Cause I know you've done some yeah. team building seminars and workshops and stuff. Sure, so um, I'm not sure of the structure of that organization, how it works, like if there's leaders, team leads or an owner or how it's run. But I think if there is a leader, someone in charge or a director, um, there's definitely some form of motivation that could come from the top in putting out ideas and getting creative and putting out uh, more positive and innovative um, ideas to the team right now and, you know, sending blogs and articles that people could read. That's, um, you know, that's what I would do to my team. Um, but when it comes to motivation, and I actually have a presentation on this, nobody can motivate you, right? Like, you have to get motivated. Um, yeah. We could put motivation in front of you. Like, I could... I could tell you, you know, go watch Steve Jobs' documentary or, you know, look what I did or read this blog, but that's not necessarily going to motivate you. It's right. only presenting that atmosphere of motivation around you, but motivation is something that you have to tap into, which is it stems from um, your purpose. If you feel that the purpose you're doing a task or doing something um, is a good purpose and carries a lot of weight, that should motivate you to continue doing it. Um, and if that doesn't motivate you, then, you know, there, there is nothing you can do. And I think my, my views on motivation over the years have changed, you know, even as a motivational speaker. I can't go to an audience and motivate them, you know, believe yeah. it or not. I'm a motivational speaker, but I cannot motivate you. I can tell my story. I could tell of some tragedy, the triumph thing that I've gone through. And I could even give some suggestive tips. But it could fall on one ear and somebody could say, whoa, I grabbed that. I'm going to put it to work. Another person could just be like, okay. So I can't do yeah. it for you, right? You, can't control, you definitely can't motivate someone. Can't control it. Yeah. Totally. Surround yourself. Make that atmosphere. But it's something that you got to turn on in yourself, which comes from the reason why you're doing something. And that's got to turn something on in you. Um, that's what every single morning happens for me. You know what I mean? And I share it with Ren. And hopefully she gets it and she does and she turns it on for herself. But that's where I, how I view motivation. So the only contribution you could do as a team is present that atmosphere and those good content um, for them to immerse themselves in. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, like you said, it, 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 first of all, you can't force motivation on anyone. Right. So that's right. a big thing. Um, but secondly, figure out what are motivating the individuals that are on your team. So when you're in a nonprofit or a community group, 
um, it's going to be a little bit different than, you know, motivating them for their school or motivating them for their part-time job, for example. So why are they there? So remind everyone or get them to remind themselves why they're part of this group, why they join right. this group, what impact they want to make, and what are some of the things they can do to, you know, create content, create articles, blog posts, lists of tips that will help other people because ultimately you want to help other people. Um, that's right. why you're doing this type of work. And then uh, another thing that you can do is remind people that it is totally fine to be uncertain right now. Everything is up yeah. in the air for a lot of people. The You don't have to, as a leader, you don't have to feel the burden for everyone on your team that mm -hmm. I got to keep it together for everyone, right? And um, a lot of that, yeah, that's a lot of pressure <laughs> to have. So I think you know, it, it is difficult if you're an employer and obviously you have payroll to make and that, and we're hearing tons of businesses struggling with that right now. Um, but this is more about keeping your team motivated. So I think revisit your mission, vision and values, right? Why are you guys here? Why did you yeah. start this? How can you, and then the second thing is how can you serve people in other ways, right? What mm -hmm. makes you, um, what makes you, want to continue this work and what methods can you use? Can you start a webinar series? Can you start a bunch of blog posts? Can you interview people from your community? Can you go out and, you know, instead of doing outreach on the streets, maybe you're gonna have an Instagram campaign, you're gonna message 20 people a day and you're gonna spread XYZ message because that's what you guys wanted to do in the first place, right? So right. I think, you know, motivating them about the fact that, listen, there is still ways that as a team, we can make our impact yeah like things are going to be totally different acknowledge that acknowledge it's going to be tough uh and then start getting them to work on solutions because you know every it's up to everyone to make this work right <laughs> yeah i think the more that um teams start to point each other back to the why especially in a time like yeah. this yeah. that should spread motivation around the team like everybody even if you could put that question out to your team go on a video chat and say why why are you why are you doing graphic design? Why are you doing IT? Why are you doing SEO? Why are you doing this? And if everybody could really think about it and come up with an answer, that should bring some sense of motivation. Absolutely. And if you do determine your why and your mission and your vision and your values, that can apply to anything that you do, whether you switch yeah. from events to online stuff or whether you switch from you know, um, a campaign to writing content or creating a book maybe you have all this time you're going to compile it into a book whatever right. it is you you just you choose you you revisit your why first and then something new will come out of it um we had a couple of comments here from uh andrew andrew said that i think it's important to remember that your goals don't necessarily need to change just the way you're going to work towards them 100 percent. that's Very kind true. of what i was Exactly, what we were talking about. Your why is the same, right? That's that's not what changed. It's literally your approach and the method that you're gonna take to make these things happen. Right. Um, April had said to acknowledge that a lot of the decisions are being made based on emotion. And as a leader, don't be blind to that. So that is true. Um, I will say that not only from a leader perspective, but also from a client perspective. I know that some of our clients are making decisions based on emotion as well. Their livelihood mm -hmm. is at risk. Their passion project is not going uh, as planned. They're going to have to delay things that they were really set on doing. So decisions that they're making can be, you know, they're emotional, right? And so mm -hmm. as a leader, we got to at least consider that option, right? Consider the fact that, 100%. all right, 
you know, we're all in the same boat here. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, let's actually process this and handle this a little bit differently, right? I actually had a, a long, deep conversation with, um, with Ren yesterday about leadership. Um, just asking, you know, and sometimes as leaders, we're like, you know, am I doing the right things for the company, even as a parent, as a, you know, what makes a great leader? Um, and we had that conversation. I put a podcast out there um, on what makes a great leader. I encourage everybody to go listen to it because um, it's a great topic. And when you think of leader, don't just think of who's on top and the boss on top. You know, what leadership yeah. qualities do you have in leading your life or leading your day? Um, and I think it's great to understand what makes a great leader. And um, I know it's, it's a different topic altogether. So I think it's a great conversation for teams to have that, you know, what defines a great leader? Because those are skills that we could put to work right now. For sure. Now is the time to brush up on your, on your leadership skills as well as your business skills, right? They go, mm -hmm. they go hand in hand for sure. Um, thank you, Andrea. I see you said... Uh, Great tips. I appreciate that. And stay Hi, hopefully the Stay Woke team was uh, found that answer helpful. Thank you, guys. Um, mm, stay all right, so th those are all the questions that we have. If there's uh, any other questions, uh, now would be the time to post it. If not, uh, Daniel, do you have anything else that you'd like to say about business during this crazy time? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. I just, you know, yes. like... Stay creative, stay very creative. Um, I think everybody is going to be faced with hard decisions in this time. Yes. Hard decisions like, do I even continue this business? Yeah. Do I continue it the same? Do I let people go? Or, you know, like, there's so many hard decisions that are, we're going to be faced with. Um, but I think we just have to face them head on. Um, and understand that everybody's going through it. This is a very unique situation. Is, so everybody's <laughs> feeling the same way you feel right now um, and making difficult decisions. But this is the time where you kind of have to look ahead and, you know, go confidently. And whatever you decide to do, do it confidently because it's the confidence that uh, in your decisions that kind of pave the way as you go. There's been times where I've made decisions with I literally do not understand the next two weeks, you know, what's going to happen. Like, yeah, totally. but if it is like, for instance, I made a decision a month and a half ago to cut out the 50 gram options on our website. I just felt like I just want a, a simpler shopping experience. And you know what? I want to start to harness people who really love the tea. So if you try, I know it's a, it's a bigger commitment than 50 grand, but right. this is where I want to position the company. I want to lift the brand. I want to enter the luxury market um, based on the products that I'm carrying. And I cut them. And I'm like, I didn't know, like, is this going to like, you know, cannibalize our sales? And, you know, like not to brag, but we had our best month this past month in like six months online, you know? And I think, leadership and, and leaders and entrepreneurs they do and then after it works they're like okay like you know that could have went south but you know sometimes it's hard but make those decisions right now if you feel that it's right be confident and it should work out absolutely and i think from some some of the earlier advice that we have we don't we don't have to think of this as 
It doesn't automatically mean things are going to be bad for you, right? We don't right. have to, you know, take the collective mentality of, of fear. Although, yes, it is warranted. We don't right. have to all let that super, um, you know, eat us up and, and, and prevent us from innovation, innovation and creativity, as you mentioned as well, right? So um, stay motivated. If you guys have any other questions, feel free to um, send them through DM. And Daniel and I will be sure to get back to you on those. Um, mm -hmm. Also, if you are just starting out a business and you have questions, uh, Daniel and I do have a whole bunch of episodes on all those basics of starting a yeah. business. Um, there is an Instagram account for that. It's Daniel Show Co. Um, you can you can get that on there and on YouTube. So, thank you to everyone who joined us for this. Uh, we appreciate your time. We're at exactly mm -hmm. one Thanks. hour. Yes. Have a good rest of your day, everyone. Take care. Thank you.